Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. Most of us are creatures of comfort, okay? You're probably not much different than I am. I personally love comfort. I like things to be done a certain way um, when I come into any particular room, whether it's my house, my office, church, wherever. I like a particular temperature, right? So I try to achieve that. Um, if it gets too cold, I try to put a jacket on. I'm not trying to be too hot. And, and, and my wife knows that as well. And so it almost what I tend to do is whenever we're going out to eat or we're going to some sort of a place, immediately I begin to have millions of questions that I'm asking myself. I'm thinking, okay, is it going to be too hot? Is it going to be too cold? Should I take a jacket? Should I not? Um, how are the seats going to be? I'm just thinking about all these things. And my wife sometimes gets, she's like, what are you doing? Like, just, just go, go with it. Let's explore something. I'm like, no, I need to make sure I know. Comfort. All of us pursue that. We're creatures of comfort. We like things that are comfortable. We don't want to get out of the comfort zone because it's unknown. It's very foreign to us. And many of you might have experienced this and growing up in a cold, colder climate. Now, Southern California and cold, that doesn't really go together. And so I've been enjoying this for the last decade that I've been living here. But before this, I lived in Washington State, as some of you guys may know. And Washington State gets really cold. Um, there's a thing in Washington State called seasons, and we don't really experience that here. And what happens during the winter season is that it gets super, super cold, and for some of you, it might be a foreign concept. The windows of the cars get so frosted by the cold that you can't even see out of them. So the car is super cold, the windows are all frosted. You can't just get into the car, turn it on, and drive away. You need to warm it up. And so I love comfort. So what I basically did was when I used to go to college and I had to get up like super early in the morning, uh, like 7 a.m., a time that no normal person should ever see. Um, and uh, basically I would go out into my driveway, I would turn my car on, and I would just let it warm up because I wanted it to be nice and toasty so that when I'm fully ready, got my breakfast already, I would pop into my car and go and it would be the, exactly the temperature that I would like. Comfort, we're creatures of comfort. We pursue that. Why do we like that? Because it's so comfortable, it's so, it's so the same, it's, it's very safe. There's nothing dangerous about it. And so I warmed up my car, I would get into it, I would drive to, to college and find a parking space and then the dreaded thing would need to happen. I would need to get out of my car into the cold. And, I, and I, I remember mornings when I did not want to do that. I had the temperature to about 85, 90 degrees in the car. It was absolutely amazing and toasty. I loved it. Had some nice beats uh, playing, had my coffee. The thought of class or, or opening the door and going outside of this very perfect cocoon seemed completely ridiculous to me. And sometimes, I even contemplated, why don't I just sit here and maybe take a nap or two? My professor maybe might not notice and the test will somehow take itself. But as you all know, that's not going to happen. And I broke past that barrier and opened the car door and walked into the freezing cold of the Pacific Northwest. Well, thank God that was more than a decade ago. But I still remember those times. And what I remember was, 
even though at that moment I didn't want to get out of my comfort zone, but after I did, I slowly realized as I started briskly walking across campus that the thought of taking a nap or wanting to be in my little cool, uh, comforted, uh, uh, um, uh, atmosphere-controlled vehicle went completely away because I actually needed to do stuff. And some of you might be listening and thinking, man, I have my own uh, 90-degree car temperature in some other realm of life. All of us have a comfort zone that we really don't want to leave. And the point is that if you don't get out of your comfort zone, you're not going to accomplish many of the things. It's very comfortable, but it's not effective. It's not effective. And you wouldn't really get anywhere. So even though it's comfortable, it's not constructive. Now, if you guys didn't... um, Maybe my image that I explained to you didn't work. I'm going to try this one right here. So... As you see on this particular image, this is, uh, I would say, the, the quintessential poster child for what it means to be uncomfortable, right? This is a guy jumping into, I don't know what degree, water, but this is, this is uncomfortable. Imagine you're in your bed sleeping, you got your 1100 thread count Egyptian cotton sheets, the, the room is controlled to a, a perfect temperature, and then you have to go to something like this. But I bet you anything, this guy right here knows he is feeling like a million bucks right now because he did it. He got out of his comfort zone. He can tell other people what he did. He can explain to others, look, I did it. I crossed so many different barriers that I had to get through. And this is why I want to encourage you and me today to get comfortably uncomfortable for Jesus. Now, here's the thing about Jesus. We are comforted by Christ, but we need to be uncomfortable for Christ. We're comforted by Jesus. If you're a Christian, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, Jesus loves you. He's your savior. He is your friend. God said he will send the Holy Spirit that will comfort you. And we understand that. We get that. We experience that comfort from Jesus. But at the same time, we need to be uncomfortable for Christ. We need to get out of that car with the um, atmosphere that is completely controlled. We need to jump into this type of a lake, whatever it is kind of lake that it is for me or for you. And I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's sharing the gospel with someone that you never have with before. Maybe it's going to a different zip code and making friends that you think you would never be friends with. Maybe it's speaking to people that are look different than you and smile different than you and think different than you, but they're still God's creatures and God's the, the people that God created. And so what happens in the church should affect what happens out there. The places that you frequent, the school you're at, the college, the work environment, it should be impacted and affected by everything that you do and everything that happens here in the church. And we have a lost world out there. I think a lot of times um, Christians, they don't want to jump out into the frozen lake because it's so uncomfortable, but that's technically what Jesus is is telling us to do. And so what I want to do is I want to read to you guys a text, and then we're going to talk about how we're going to do this, how we're going to get comfortably uncomfortable. So go ahead and um, open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 and 20. And this is the quintessential verse of all uncomfortability. This is the great commission, right? 
So the great commandment of Jesus is love God and love people. And the great commission is go out there and make disciples. So let's read this. So Matthew 28, 16 through 20. It's the last chapter in the Gospel of Matthew. This should be a very familiar text to you if you grew up in the church environment and it's right on the screen. So here's what it says. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted, some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Now, my question to you is this. Jesus calls us to get uncomfortable, okay, for him and to go out into the world and make disciples. There needs to be a purpose for why you and I are functioning. The goal is not just to come to church or just to be called a Christian. The goal is to be faithful, fervent, on fire followers of Jesus who are going out into the world, who are jumping into an icy lake, getting out of our comfort zone, no matter how difficult, no matter how foreign, no matter how strange it is for us, because if we don't do that, we're not going to experience growth. We're not going to experience growth. So my question that I want to ask you today is this, what is your role and purpose for going to a church or for being called a Christian or for being a follower of Jesus Christ? What describes you more? Are you the Christian that is basically in a controlled temperature atmosphere? Or are you like that image we saw of the guy plunging into the icy lake, not knowing what is awaiting him, but knowing that there is going to be something there? And so Jesus says in this particular text, he says, go. And so if you think about you and me, The Bible says that we were created in the image of God, imago Dei, which means that if we were created in the image of God, we need to image God. We need to show God to people in our uh, places. Now, if you take a look at the screen, this is very often what describes Christianity. So Jesus says, go, right? He says, go and make disciples. He says, I've saved you. I came to the cross. I died for you. I gave you a life. Now I want you to go out there and image me, love people, be compassionate to them. And here's what very often uh, Christianity turns into. It turns into a vacuum. Now, other than being an instrument that I absolutely hate the most in my house, that's a whole different story. The vacuum is basically, inside of a vacuum, there's a chamber, okay? And it is, Christianity very often becomes an echo chamber where we don't really venture out of this particular territory, but we're in a very comfortable territory. And the thing, what happens in the vacuum, in this chamber, right, in this capsule, is that everyone thinks the same, everyone looks the same, everyone talks the same. And it becomes an echo chamber. So... Very often, if you grew up in the church and you hear this verse, go out and make disciples, it might, you might be numb to that. You might not even know what that means because you've heard it so many times. We talked last Sunday about worship, that worship is not what you do, it's who you are. You weren't born to worship, you were born worshiping. Anything you do is, is a form of worship. It not depends if you're a worshiper, it depends what you're worshiping. And so we have a tendency to become people who are very comfortable and who don't venture out. 
And the world is really big out there. If you just talk about Orange County, South Orange County, we talk about living in a vacuum and we're not reaching people, we might think, you know what, everybody's a Christian already. If you are a follower of Jesus and you have any social media, I'm sure any moment you go into your feed, you're going to see Bible verses. You're going to see the people with the, you know, the Bible and the coffee looking so perfect, like they had a 45-minute devotion. You know, Shekinah glory came down upon them. And you might think everyone was like that. But in reality, it's not like that. In Orange County alone, we have over 3.5 million people that live here. And if we were to take all of the churches in South Orange County and look at how many people live in Orange County, and if we would fill all the churches that follow Jesus in Orange County, there would still be 80% of the people in Orange County who don't follow Jesus, which means that over 80% approximately people living in Orange County do not know Jesus or are not followers of Jesus. So in order for you and I to jump into that lake, in order for you and I to be comfortably uncomfortable for Jesus Christ, we must get out of the vacuum. We must get out of this echo chamber that often limits us to seeing um, what it is around us. Now, this is ultimately what you and I are called to do. How do we get comfortably uncomfortable for Jesus? image of God. You and I were created as the image of God. There's a reason why when God created you and me, he put us on the top of the food chain, below the animals, below everybody else, which means that we image God. And when we think about God, who is God? God is loving. God is just. God is compassionate. God is patient. God is understanding. So your role and my role when we go out into the world is to be images of God. When people see us, they need to see love. They need to see compassion. They need to see patience. They need to see forbearance. Is, are they going to see that all the time? Probably not. But this is why we must strive for that. But we will never be the image of God in the world that needs God unless we go to the world that is so desperately in need of God. Are you guys with me? Amen? So this is what this text is talking about. And when we talk about the image of God, God created us. If, if people in this world want to see what does God look like, they need to look at a follower of Jesus. That is a perfect uh, place to look to see um, where Jesus is. And have you ever asked yourself a question, why did God create humans? Why did, why did God create men and women? He created them to show God. We are the ones who are showing God to the people in our lives. He created images so that we talk and act and feel in a way that reveals the way God is. Thank you for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.